You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront. They have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fit, but they had faith in you. And you. You are now locked in to the latest episode of the Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Part of the Rota Fanatic Podcast Network. Check out rotafanatic.com today. See the rankings from all of our analysts and check out the week that was from one of our top writers, Dave Funnel. It's episode 69, the Tommy Malone edition. For today's show, we bring you a guest who has a lot of experience in the fantasy baseball realm. He's an avid NFPC player and has won himself a fair amount of cash over the years. You may not be familiar with him, but you should. And after today's episode, you will. Please give it up for the one and only Jason Cuffs. Join your hosts, Christopher Deary and Michael Govier, as they dive deep into fantasy baseball analysis with Jason. Pull up your socks and strap in, because this one's going to blow your mind. Take it away, boys! Welcome to the latest edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. You are listening a show about fantasy baseball. That's what we do here. If you like fantasy baseball, then follow the show on Twitter, Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me Plaza two. Podcast at ProtonMail.com is where you can send emails. If you have questions about your fantasy team, if you want to know, like, hey, uh, what should I do with my keepers? Or I got dynasty questions. Or just redraft draft questions. Right, Deary? 
<laughs> Don't ask me about questions right now. I've already made my first screw up of draft season by uh, taking an injured man in the fourth round with JT Real Muto. Oh, oh, come on. It's well, okay. It's all going to work out. There's 46 more rounds. It's okay. These things happen. Today, though, we got another guest. That's right. We love having people on the show. We like interacting with people and learning from them. And this man is no different than anybody else. He is a veteran of many, many years. He's been in a lot of fantasy wars over his lifetime. If you don't know him, you can catch him on Twitter at Cuffs, K-U-F-S-S. That's two S's. He is a high school teacher. That's right. He also teaches high school history, which is cool. It's something I used to do. Let's give it up for tonight's guest, the fantasy master of ceremonies for this evening, Jason Cuffs. Thanks for having me. Wow. It's the best introduction I've ever had. <laughs> well, that's what we do here. You know, cheering we make you, everything. We want to make you feel welcome and like you're a part of the team. So we got to get you in here quickly and make you cohesive into the unit. Well, Mike, when I'm teaching social studies now on a Zoom, everybody, it, it, everybody's got the cameras uh, off and there's no cheering or anything. You know, it's <laughs> like you're a comic and you bomb every time. It's impossible oh. to teach in this environment. So I like really? hearing the cheering and seeing your faces. You don't require them to keep the camera on at all? How do you even know that? Oh, it's a push. You know, they're broken. They've got a thousand excuses to why the camera doesn't work. And Yeah, they're high school kids. Yeah. There's seniors you can do about and it. seniors. No. Happy they're there. Damn. I am so glad I am not a part of the uh, teaching realm anymore. I don't want to. I'm glad I got out when I did, I guess. I got out in 2016, and I uh, don't regret it. But I commend you for doing the job. Like, people always commended me. Hey, I'm. it's really cool that you're a teacher, Mike. You're doing great work, you know? I appreciate that. <laughs> people say that to you? Just cool. Obviously, yeah. I mean, and, and I laughed to myself because, I don't know, I'm not doing any heavy lifting. I'm <laughs> just, just showing up and talking to kids about nonsense and history and whatever else. It's not like they're going to remember mercantilism in colonial America. I'm not really <laughs> deep mark in, in terms of, you know, if I can give some good life advice, then, then it's a win. And I just get up, eat a good breakfast and go to work. So Jason, tell people why they should listen to you in regards to fantasy baseball. Well, I don't know if they should listen to me as much as the guests you've had on all week. Cause you've got some pros that, definitely dive deeper in the stats than I do, but I've been doing this for a long time since I was a small child. Um, my father was a bookmaker uh, in, a, in, a, in a small city bar, a very successful bookmaker uh, for a while, uh, and did that, owned a bar for 35 years, and I grew up in that environment where I was, you know, literally helping change lines in a back room and uh, correcting parlay slips on the floor when I was six, seven years old, and nice. we delved into, into fantasy baseball uh, really early. Uh, we were huge baseball fans, my dad and I, and I was an only child and uh, brought me everywhere. Uh, and we we literally early 80s, I, I can't pinpoint what year, but very early 1980s, we did fantasy baseball and fantasy football. Uh, we would go to Walden Bookstore and buy the Bill James uh, baseball book and we'd buy the magazines because, you know, in a world before the internet, the only way you were getting information was was through that. I mean, there was a couple things in USA Today 
you know, thinking way back, maybe, maybe Steve Gardner was doing, putting out some content oh. in those days. But, uh, yeah. we, uh, in the early days, you couldn't get stats like you get them now. If you can imagine, you'd get the Tuesday USA Today for American League and the Wednesday USA Today for National League statistics. And really, you, you if you were like us, we, we couldn't really do a rotisserie style, um, or at least we didn't try it. And we, we could only a cumulative points league where, you know, because there'd be too much if you tried to do points week to week with ad drops. So if you added a guy, you know, say you used four at a position you drafted, four catchers, you the top two we used to do it. Uh, and if you added the catcher, you would get his way back to April 1st or whenever the season started. Uh, it would right. you know, retro stats because there was no other way to pick up the stats without having to write everything down. The math was too challenging. And, you know, we met for a long time in the 80s and 90s. He, he ran a league. Uh, that went for it just ended maybe five years ago and he he just passed away two years ago so oh, but shit. he uh yeah. yeah we lost me he lived a great life 81 years old he was my best friend and fantasy baseball was our conversation 365 day a year i mean i can quick story here i remember nick Aidenhart, rest in peace uh came up with the angels and in yeah. our, we had we had picked him up that day, and uh, we celebrated. pitched six or seven great innings and picked us up a win. We were thrilled that this kid had all this potential. And uh, the ne next morning, my dad, I remember him calling me at work and saying, that guy we picked up and we listened to every pitch last night, he died in a cracks and he died. A drunk driver hit him. And just being devastated, just, I don't know, he was younger than I was. And had so much life to live and you get so emotionally tied to the guys. You know, if you're in a big league and you're the beauty of fantasy baseball and I do so much, I do 40, 50, you know, NFBC, I do so many leagues now. Uh, but you know, in those days, you know, I had a big team, you know, it was big money for those days. And those guys were like family. It was a keeper league. We had Verlander from when he came up for the first six or seven years, they had five. Um, so we were, we were in a big league. Uh, and uh, that was with Syracuse, New York, which is a, a city near where I live. And uh, they ended up kicking my dad out. And, and we didn't realize that would be the best thing that ever happened. He had been successful and won it. And he had had good keepers. And so they, they just said, we're not having you back next year. And, uh, you know, it was like a lump of coal. And we were really sad about it. We didn't know where to go. And so we picked up an RT Sports League. And then we picked up NFBC. And obviously, once we picked up NFBC, everything took off from, you know, I did two teams and then I did five. And now I'm doing 40. And, and, and the goal is, and, and anybody will tell you that does NFBC, is that, you know, you make enough money that you can cash out a profit and pay for all your leagues the next year. And, you know, you know in your mind how many leagues you can handle. It's sort of why I like the cut lines in the draft champion leagues, because, you know, I got a job and I got kids and, you know, I don't have time to maintain with with weekly fabs too many leagues of that variety. So I I, I found success in the draft champions and the cut lines. Uh, last year, I had two cuts that had a real shot. One ended up finishing 12th and 121st. And I had a draft champions league that was right there, you know. At the end, it was going up, 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 up. I ended up finishing sixth. I thought I had a shot at second or third on the last couple days on the final weekend. Uh, and granted, last year was a sprint, but you know, it was pretty. It's exciting when you're 
you know, because the NFBC is top heavy. If, you, if you're chasing those big prizes, then that's that's really exciting. And I had a fun year with it. So that's my wow. story. Dude, that's amazing. You definitely have the skills to pay the bills, my friend. And we're glad to have you aboard on the show today. Uh, we're going to talk about fantasy baseball because that's what we do on this show. We're going to break down some of the spring training notes that have gone down. We're recording on a Thursday night here about 9 o'clock Eastern time. We'll take a look at some ADP, some threes, company bunches of ADP players and try to see which ones Jason prefers. We'll do some insane fantasy takes where you're just going to go out on a limb, original and fresh, as always, with the Cypress Hill jams. And we'll do some shout-out Ride the Pine, some community chatter, and that'll be our show. I'm looking forward to it. I also want to say the Listener League is officially underway. The first Palazzo Invitational Listener League on NFBC, which is a big deal, that we were able to get our own name on a league created on NFBCs. It's a draft champions, uh, 50 rounds, do or die, draft and hold, 15-team, 5x5 Roto. And Deary's a part of it, of course. And we are still accepting more people for more leagues. As many people as want to play, we'll, we'll fill up the league. We're currently filling the second league. The first league started drafting this morning. The second league's filling now. So if you guys want to sign up for that league, we're going to do an overall winner. We'll do three leagues. We'll do four leagues. However many people want to play. It's 50 bucks, and you don't have to do a lot of maintenance. Draft champions. Right, Jason? You just you just take care of your business. Easy. Put a lineup in once a week and, and enjoy. Enjoy your shares. I, I'm in for whatever you're doing. This uh, uh, the, the second league, I didn't even know. I, I'm sad I missed the first. But uh, uh, is it a four-hour or a two-hour, or how are you doing? Two-hour clock. Two-hour clock. Beautiful. As long as late night, I'll have to set and probably tip some people. Once it hits round 30, it goes to one hour and then yeah, it gets true, a little it dicey because I, I go right. to, I go to bed for school. And so. <laughs> well, yeah, there's always the sleep I, time. It's, I think it shuts down at midnight Yeah, and then it opens up again at eight or nine in the morning. So if you're like, Oh, I don't want to miss the draft. You don't have to freak out. If you've never done NFBC before, it lets you sleep. Trust me. And it's easier though, if yeah. you're on the East coast, cause it is on East coast time. If you're on the West coast, like our friend, Steve Paulo, uh, it's a little tougher, you know. <laughs> Steve was a little upset last night when we filled the league and then it was announced that 9.15 would be the the start of the draft. He's like, what the hell? What about us West Coasters? It'll be 6 o'clock over here. Um, but he seemed to not have a problem. He's been active all day through our little uh, you know, Twitter DM thread. Uh, it's been a blast. I think we're in round five right now. I'm on deck. I am going to hold out. I'm going to wait till after our pod tonight to actually make my selection. I have guys in my queue, but I'm going to calm down. I have a problem with patience and being completely just, I, I can't control myself. I'm so, I, 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 I can't control myself. Like <laughs> I'm up draft draft. I got a draft next minute and a half. I got a draft. I can't like calm myself down. I am too impulsive. I'm going to wait till after this pod to make my next selection. Man, I'm just like you. So quick question. How many leagues do you, what's your max that you can do at the same time? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I tend to end up having like my two, you know, home leagues end up usually drafting at the same time. We always draft like, you know, a week before the season starts and we always end up having a draft at the same time. I try to keep it at like four or five leagues. I'm, I try not to get crazy. I'm getting a little worried that I'm going to get crazy this year, but this is my first draft this year. I'm so, so excited. And a lot of credit to you, Mike, to set this up. Uh, it would be amazing if we can get like three three or four different leagues within the Palazzo listener world. And it's fantastic that uh, you've put in the work to do this, and we'll see how it goes. 
yeah, so the Palazzo Listener League will be as many leagues as we want. We'll do an overall winner, you know? They're all 15-team rotos, so we'll have each league's individual winner, and then we'll have the overall winner. We may be. I'm not making any promises just yet, but it's possible we'll have a trophy that I will create. I'm thinking about doing it. I'm thinking about maybe making it a legit trophy. So I got not only is there money Mike, involved. I, I, Mike, I got connections on trophies. Oh, good. Great. Now yeah. we're talking. Yeah, so I got a guy that makes trophies that. for my youth leagues that I run over at the Ann Arbor Y, and uh, we, we can get a pretty cool one made up. Yes. Hell yeah. And we uh, can get a deal. Even better. So it's probably definitely going to happen. Our oh. link for the Palazzo League sign-up, by the way, is in our bio on the Palazzo Twitter page at Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. So just go over there and click on the link in the bio and you can sign up. So Jason, you can find that as well. It's right in the top of our bio on the Palazzo Twitter handle. Right when we right when we finish this podcast, I'll sign up for what sounds like the second one. I love this awesome. stuff. I uh, we I did a draft champions last year with a bunch of Twitter guys uh, and we had a thread going and it, it was a lot of fun. I ended up winning that and that was fun because People talk a lot of smack, and then our our thread has been team. absolutely hilarious today, just with gifts left and right. Uh, Mike had a late night, so Mike had to auto his first pick, and uh, then he autoed his second pick, and it, uh, oh man, it yeah, was absolute I, chaos. I only set the auto for one round, so it was the two hours that went by before it autoed, which is a dick move, and I apologize to everybody in the league for that. <laughs> it happens. You can't. It it happens to everybody. So don't feel bad. Yeah. It happens too much to me. I got I got I was trying to do the right thing when I went to bed last night. I was like, all right, I'll set the auto, and I got my cue, and oh, I made a mistake. And Yancey Eaton, I apologize. I owe you an apology. Sorry, Yancey. That was not yeah. my fault. So. Yeah, well, it was, was my that. fault. So, yeah. so. <laughs> Anyways, a uh, little bit of Let's housekeeping roll. here before we get into leading off. I uh, want to thank everybody who's part of that league. First off, awesome, Yancey and uh, Richard Sands. Check out the Sands Report. I've said it before on the show. The Sands Report is a great little weekly PDF where you can learn about what's going on in alternative radio and alternative music this day. Believe it or not, it's still out there, and it still exists. It's very cool. So uh, DM Richard Sands, and he'll set you up with the weekly email. I strongly recommend it. Richard's a good guy and a friend of the show. Also, shout out to Mark Kiefer, good guy. Uh, Russell Withers, continue to do the amazing gifts of the plausible podcast and master commander remember this is the official fantasy baseball podcast of russell crowe master commander is the official movie of the plazo podcast even though we are named after a movie plazo is a character in the naked gun so uh i don't know maybe we have a issue there dearie but we got to figure out what the official movie of this podcast is. <laughs> you know, I also want to add to the shout out with Russell. Uh, you know, I, I came out on Twitter talking about how I, I was creating this Deary Decimal System is what what I what I've called it, which was I've ranked 225 players. Um, tried to really get creative with how I was going to rank some guys. Created kind of like an algorithm of my own. Russell reached out to me and he sent me some of the stuff that he's worked on over the last few years. It's been great to look at some of that stuff. It's really helped me along the way. Uh, so shout out to you, Russell. You're a fantastic listener and a great friend. There's no doubt about that. Uh, shout out to Zach Waxman of the Draft Champions Podcast. Zach, thanks for inspiring some of the new music. Dear, you missed some of the new tunes last night on the episode. Oh, man, really? Yeah, my internet <laughs> completely shit the bed last night. I was so upset. I debuted a uh, Kenny Loggins Top Gun jam. So <laughs> Danger Zone? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. So, it's called The Value Zone, though. So. Oh, okay. All right. So 
I will have to the value zone. And now we also have a segment called Build Me Up Buttercup. So I did a Build Me Up Buttercup version last night as well. You got something something brewing for today? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, oh, I saw oh, Sweet's one. Company on the on the dock, and I got oh. really excited about some Jack Tripper. No, <laughs> that will be new to you. I debuted it last Friday, but yes, so you will. Hear oh, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah, I got my COVID shot last Friday, and I felt really, really sick for like twelve hours. So I, I missed a bad the pod. stretch, man. I missed bad the pod stretch, with Lad. I'm so upset. Like I've missed the last four pods. Mondays are no good for me, but I missed the one with Lad. But I'm glad to be back tonight with Rob, uh, Jason. Okay. Well, we're glad that you're back here, dearie. So, yeah, thanks you to Eric and Zach who inspired me. And I'll be on Zach's uh, podcast on Friday night, the Draft Champions podcast. So if you want to check me out on there, that'll be on Friday night. And then he'll be on our pod next Monday. So we're going to do kind of a the old switcheroo. All right, that's enough of all that housekeeping. It's time to get into leading off. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it simple and quick and leaning off today. We just want to talk about some of the spring training notes that we need to be aware of. So JT Real Muto apparently has a crack in his thumb, slightly broken thumb. Um, don't know how this is going to impact him, but it's never good when you have hand injuries or thumb injuries. This is a negative for batters. Jason, how are you looking at this injury? Are you just thinking, hey, it's early spring training bullshit? Who cares? I'm in with Real Muto. I, I think that now he's finally going to be a place where I'm comfortable picking him. I mean, he went he went 17, 18 in, in a cut line I was in the other the other night, which is I I, I want him. I the scarcity Jeez. of the position. Uh, he's a target. So believe it or not, in a way, this is a benefit to me. He's going to slip to a place, and I think he's a tough guy. Catchers, I, I don't see any reason why he's going to be out any later than a, a few weeks into the season. And then cut line is best ball, by the way. So that's interesting. Wow, that is high. It goes high. high. Yeah, his, AD, his ADP was 23rd in wow. the last one that I had done, and he went 17 or 18. And, again, he's a target because I, I really feel like that position more than ever is, is, is scarce more than any year I can remember. So I like it. The injury, the injury sort of helps. I see that he's going to go much lower, much lower, I'm guessing. So. Okay. Uh, Deary, you drafted him today, so obviously you're a fan. Yeah, I, dra- <laughs> I drafted him in the fourth round. It was a total screw-up uh, trying to draft Arenado, and my impatience took over. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm worried, but it is also February 18th right now, so he's going to have some time to recoup. He came out and said that you know he feels he'll be ready for opening day. Uh, th- th- what worries me is with thumb injuries, you know, the power may not be there right away. Uh, they're talking about he's still going to be able to catch through spring training, so he'll still be able to keep in shape. The good news is he'll be able to, to run and keep his legs in, in, in good uh, shape. So so we'll see. Hopefully, you know, he gets back to full health within that first month. But I get worried that, you know, a re-injury happens. We'll see over the next few days. You never know when, like, ligament damage comes out. Right now it's just a small fracture, so let's hope it's just that. Right on. I can get down with that. JT Real Muto. Somebody maybe will be value play. Get into the value zone with JT Real Muto. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Shane Bieber has COVID. Jason Cuffs, are you worried now that Shane Bieber has COVID? Well, I'm going to tell you a confession. I thought that the COVID, I exploited the COVID situation last year. Uh, Everybody was off of guys, even Freddie Freeman, who was legit sick from it. Yes. And I grabbed I grabbed a lot of Freddie Freeman after the COVID diagnosis in the uh, in the redraft leagues that we had done. It was sort of my uh, I don't know I I I I hunched that 
for most guys that COVID wouldn't affect them as much. And with the exception, unfortunately, of Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez, I thought that the COVID guys, it wasn't, look at Juan Soto. I mean, it didn't, it's, I mean, although he missed some time, it was sort of a non-issue. So with Bieber, it's a total non-issue. I mean, other than the flu. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I draft him the same now as I would have two days ago. Yeah, COVID could be a detrimental, though. Yoan Mankata, it was an example of somebody who was negatively impacted by COVID. So you never know how body's going to respond. There's a lot of different human beings out there. And for some reason, COVID affects all of them differently. What about you, Deary? It's going to be the first of many. I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys during spring training that end up getting COVID, and it's going to affect everybody differently. Uh, hopefully, he can bounce back quickly and get you know full into tr spring training mode and ramp up that arm for the season. But I mean, this is going to be a reoccurring theme every week. You know, probably until all these guys get you know their two vaccinations. So we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, Shane Bieber will be on the men very soon. And I mean, he's a top three starting pitcher right now in fantasy. So. Uh, I would not steer clear of him in terms of drafting him. I don't think he's going to drop in many leagues. I would still probably be taking him in the top 12. So, Agreed. All right. Uh, hey, Trevor Rosenthal apparently has reached a deal with the Oakland Athletics, which is something I called this. I, I hope I said it on a podcast episode recently, but I definitely, if I didn't say it out loud, <laughs> then fuck, I guess I'm fucked. But I, it was in my mind. It was just so obvious it was going to happen because they needed some more bullpen help, yep. and he was still out there. But now it's official. So, this is somebody, if you already drafted in draft champions or any type of deep leagues where you're doing a draft and hold, this is a great benefit. You made the right call. What about you, Jason Cuffs? Are you a fan of Rosenthal? I'm actually I'm, not. I'm not a fan, actually, this year because he had a kind of above-board season, and I try to avoid closers who come off high over-the-top seasons. You know, I, I agree with you in theory with that closer, but Rosenthal, man, he looked great. He sort of looked as he did pre-injuries. And he's in a perfect landing spot and seems to pull the rabbit out of the hat every year and make these good late moves. I like Rosenthal, and I, I'm really glad I've got a few shares of him because this is a great spot. Is he, His ADP is going to be half. There's a prediction. I mean, think of closer. Other, you, Hendricks, I don't know. You can make an argument. There's a question mark for almost everybody else. But with him, that's a stable, yeah. stable spot. I think, I think he drops to – I think he'll go around 120. Wow. Well, his min right now since February 1st, by the way, any ADP references are on NFBC.com since February 1st. I'm focusing on draft champions mainly. So it's 121 min. So you're, you're oh, he's already. Yeah, he's already. <laughs> so that's the min. Yeah, I think he'll go. My guess is that he's going to go, you know, Hendricks will go. And then there's a muddy group of eight that he'll be in. Agreed. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. He's definitely he's, he'll definitely bump up. It's like anybody who signs ADP bumps up generally. Uh, Deary, are you going to be targeting Trevor Rosenthal now more than ever, or will you look for somebody else in that pen? Jake Diekman was a sleeper for some people. It, I think it's a great signing for the A's. It's a wide open ALS. I think the A's are going to be competing out there. This guy from 2000. 13 on was just an absolute stud. And look at his 14 and 15. He was one of the best closers in the game. 45 saves, 48 saves. And then it kind of started falling apart in 16 with the Cardinals, kind of traveled around to a few couple other teams. And, you know, he bounced back last year in 23 innings. The, the, the K per nine got back to what it was previously, which is super encouraging. I have him in a 12-man keeper league, and I am trying to get rid of him right now just to get some more draft capital because I do have Liam Hendricks. I do have 
uh, Aroldis Chapman as well. It's a great signing for the A's. He is going to bump up in his ADP. He still throws 98 miles per hour. He's still got the stuff. Uh, and he's going to be the man out there until he fails, and then maybe Deakman uh, bumps in. But, you know, as as Jason just said, you know, when you get past those top kind of four or five closers, you look at a guy like Rosenthal. He's a guy who could put up 30 saves if he gets the opportunities. So uh, I will probably try to get some shares of him if I do not get one of those top three or four guys. All right, there it, it was- is. Mike Howell is he? He's only thirty-one now, right? He's thirty. He's yeah, thirty years old. He'd be 30, 31 this summer. Yeah, I think I I think he has a good year out there. I don't know. We'll see. But there's a prediction for you. I think he becomes a top five closer this year. Wow. Saves. Yeah. Book it. Lock it in. Jason Cuffs has spoken. End of story. <laughs> Don't forget, we're part of the Rotofanatic Podcast Network. Rotofanatic.com has rankings. My rankings are up there, along with Mr. Doctor, Mike Carter, Dave Funnel, Matt Williams, Conor Mayorano, Paul Mamino. All of our rankings are on there, and you can compare and contrast. And we also have an article that I wrote with Matt Williams on Chris Bryant. It's high-low. We have a series we've been doing. We look at our rankings, and we see who's the high man, who's the low man on certain players. We're currently doing third base. So I'm the low man on Chris Bryant, and Matt Williams is the high man. So head on over to rotofanatic.com and check that out. Let me know what you think. It's not like a super long research article. It's very brief on my part because it has my opinion, then Matt's opinion, and then we get the Data Monster's opinion, which is our data tool. Have you ever used the Data Monster, Jason Cuffs? I have not. You but should. I will not. Add it yeah. to your repertoire. <laughs> I will for sure. Excellent. Cool. Woohoo! Yeah, I heard you right. talking about it the other night. Yeah, I'm in. I, I need to look at it. Yeah, you know, we're an up-and-comer. We're trying to, you know, provide the best fantasy knowledge and new tools and analytics. Matt Williams is really good at analytics, and so is Paul Mamino. So make sure you check out. Yeah, I follow on Twitter. I, I, I like their content. Yeah, I, I, I looked at it a little bit, but I haven't done a deep dive yet. I'm interested. Now you have something to do. Yeah, a little homework. <laughs> All right, guess what? It's time for Enrico's Inquisition. Bryce Harper or Lenny Dykstra? Bryce Harper. Oceans or lakes? Which do you prefer? Lakes. Oceans terrify me. Van Halen or Van Hagar? Oh, (laughs) Van Halen. Not a contest. WW84, the movie, or Trevor Bauer? Trevor Bauer has more positive things going for him. He is a good pitcher. Oh, Nelly, get ready for some doozies. Because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, Enrico's Inquisition. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four. All right, Jason Cox, you have stepped into the zone. Enrico Inquisition Zone. We're going to ask you stuff that has little to do with fantasy baseball. Although we always sprinkle in a couple of things here and there. You think this you can handle great. it? I'm excited about it. I was look. This is my part. I was looking forward to the most. All right. Cool. Well, let's get into it. Uh, first things first. Mad Dog or Mike? Mad Dog or Mike? Well, I guess it's it it's it's not the it it's not Mike anymore. There was a time it was Mike, but it's the Mad Dog now. That time is past. Really? Yeah, I, I liked Francesa for for a long time, but I thought in the last few years that he maybe jumped the shark a little bit. And I don't what? know. Russo's still pretty. Russo's still pretty sharp. 
I go to the show and listen, especially if he's got, he's a good interviewer. He's got the right guests and he's got a, what a mind that he has. I mean, he, he, he can remember everything. Baseball, football, basketball for the last 50 years. Okay. Wow. I find him to be a bit annoying. I'm from the Midwest though. I guess maybe I just never liked him, but he is a smart dude. I have no beef with him as a person. It's just his voice. is just like, uh, <laughs> come on yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's cool. Um, I'm in New York State, so yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah. I, I figured you, uh, you were familiar with it enough that it would mean yeah. a little something to you. Yeah, for parlays sure. are straight bets. Well, you don't make money on parlays. I mean, they're fun to hit, but if you're going to grind any kind of profit, you got to bet flat bets. Isn't that so true, Deary? Parlays is where the big money is, but uh, go with the guaranteed winner in your straight bet. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what nobody wants to believe it. Everybody wants the big quick buck, right? And that's how that's how they make their money, right, Jason? Odds are terrible. You play a four teamer, I mean, you get ten to one payback, and it's six, sixteen to one odds. So you're foolish to. In the long run, the the, the odds are going to crush you. That's why the bookie yeah. wins. Yeah, the bookie. Always House wins. always wins. Absolutely. What was the? Uh, do you remember the biggest bet you ever won? Me personally, yeah, uh, I've never, I've never been a big better because I, I was on the other side for years. So you know, my dad was oh, taking. That's right, yeah. And and so I've never bet more than a couple hundred dollars on, on an individual on a flat bet. But you know, it's funny. I'm being on the other side of that and realizing that the bookie's objective is just the middle of the action and win the vid. Uh, it, it's not you're not looking to for anything except that ten percent. So you know, you're messing with lines and. Try not to get caught with a middle and just looking to, if you've got enough volume, then you grind a good profit just taking level action on both sides. Take the sweat away. You know, people don't like to admit it, but it's really just that simple. On the other side of it, it's a whole different angle, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You've got to win. Think about what you've got to, you've got to win more than 55% to make a profit, which I don't care who you are and I don't care what you're batting. That's tough. You know, I came out, I actually was given a friend baseball bets last summer, a friend's son, who's a college kid. I was giving him baseball bets and he was crushing. Like I've given him, hitting eight teamers for big money and Venmoing me cash, <laughs> a couple hundred dollars every time. He was just asking, I wasn't even batting. I was just like into fantasy so deep that I was like, you know what? Voltenovich is going to get rocked tonight. You want to bat? You know, I was just going with fantasy. And then I was thinking, man, maybe I should be batting too. But you know, get so much. I had my hand so much in fantasy that I, I didn't really bother. Mm, mm, mm. We're in Enrico's Inquisition here with Jason Cubs. Don't forget you can follow him at J K U F S S. It's that simple. Jason Cuffs. This guy knows. There's no J. I'm an idiot. It's just Cuffs. K U F S S. You can follow Jason on Twitter and get some knowledge and take some with you and hopefully learn a thing or two. This guy knows fantasy baseball and he needs to be more well known. The last, Thanks, let man. me ask you this. Uh, Billy Joel, I'm going to ask you between these two songs The Entertainer or Captain Jack? <laughs> neither of them are my favorite. Captain Jack's about drugs, so I'll go with The Entertainer because it's sort of his insecurity. I'm a huge <laughs> Billy Joel fan. He's the GOAT for me. The GOAT. The for GOAT. Me, for sure. Yeah. All right, then what's your uh, all-time favorite Billy Joel song? Well, it's hard not to say scenes from an Italian restaurant, but I've been into Vienna lately for whatever reason. 
Vienna. Well, I guess I don't even know that. Too. Where's that from? It's not. It maybe not as popular, but it was about a trip to go see his dad, who he was estranged with. Wrote a song. It's got a nice piano in the beginning. It's a little more obscure, but what, it's what, that uh, or what era? Italian wrestling. Oh, it's on season uh, Italian wrestling. No, no, it's 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 from the. I think it's from the late seventies era. It's not eighties or early nineties. Oh, okay. I love Billy Joel. We we love Billy Joel here. We're fans. That's Absolutely. beautiful. He's no Bruce, but he he's good. Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd take Billy Joel over Bruce. Yeah. I know. I'm Me just a too. huge Bruce fan. I can't help it. Let's see. Um, hot dogs or sandwiches? <laughs> I'm a sandwich. I'm not a hot dog guy. I don't know. I don't I don't know what's going on. Even at the ballpark? Yeah, I'm not. It's not my thing. I get nachos or pizza at the ballpark. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's just shitty cheese in a corner cup. That's all it is. That's not <laughs> I mean, I, I know what it is. It's, I love that shitty cheese. It's what got me into this mess. You know, all that, <laughs> shitty, all that shitty food. I pay a guy to come into my house twice a week with a freaking mask on and make me do hip flexors and squats. I mean, that's how <laughs> dire my health is. That's like, good, I pay man. a man, I pay a man money to come into my, an old man money to come into my house and tell me to, like, lie on a mat and do all this shit. That's what <laughs> no, happens. He, keep, he keeps that's, you motivated. That's hey, man. It's it's. That's good. what happens when you eat the, the the chips and the shitty cheese. So you end up having to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Now we're getting into the good stuff here. Like that is a hearing. Uh, sliders or curveballs? Uh, well, for me to hit, I, I'm I'm striking out against either. But uh, for a pitcher that I'm rooting for, I don't know. Nothing's better than watching a good bending curveball. The slider seems to be a lost art to some extent. So I'll say curveballs. Yeah, uh, we've had many different answers to that. But the curveball has generally reigned supreme. If I went back into the archives, it probably would come out as the top. It's like 85, 90%. It's, uh, it's pretty yeah. high up there. So you're a, you're a Mets guy, yeah. not a Yankees guy, right? I'm a Red Sox guy and a Yankee hater. I don't know how... I'm in the middle of upstate New York, and I'm a Red Sox guy, but my dad's family was from Massachusetts, so oh. I inherited it. All right, uh, so Mike Greenwell or Dwight Evans? Dewey was a little. I was only on the tail end. I really loved Greenwell. I loved Gator growing up. He was one of my favorites. So I'm well, going to say Greenwell, but Dewey was the, Dewey was the better player. Then? Greenwell or Ellis Burks? Man, that's a push. Ellis Burks. He was so much fun. You know, that was my, that's when I fell in love with the Sox was, was that Burks and Brunanski and Todd Benzinger and, and Mike Greenwell and those guys. <laughs> Benzingers. Fucking Benzinger. Dude. Yeah. Such a boring player, but he was there. He was a crappy first baseman who could hit. He was a good defensive first baseman who could hit yeah. like 10 home runs. That was were fun teams. They got to the playoffs three out of five years. Oakland crushed their dreams, but those were yeah, in right. the mats. Um, what's more annoying as a teacher, grading or grading, grading, <laughs> you didn't have to, whatever else you were going to say, e emails, people that reply all in emails is the only thing that's more annoying than grading is ah. the reply all people. I was going to say grading annoying. or planning. Grading. I'm on autopilot 20 years. I can, I don't need to plan. <laughs> I just, I just teach. <laughs> I don't know. I know everything I'm going to do to the day. Dude, that's great. That's great. Yes, everyone hates grading. It's such a task. It just piles up, and Especially you're like, that's why it piles up. 
Uh, essays, essays are the worst. Are the, oh, the worst. Hours and hours and hours. Uh, I, I loathed it. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, God. It's probably why, why you got signed this essay. It <laughs> might be. It might be. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, well, if you complain fun. to the students, they're like, why did you assign it then? And I'm like, <laughs> thinking to my, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I agree. I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment, but you know, I give them the, because I need you to be able to write essays. Yep. You got nowhere to go with it. You just got to, you can vent to other teachers. They understand, but otherwise it just sucks. Yeah. Total, total bummer. I do not miss that at all. No, that's uh, Blue or yellow? This is fun. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a red guy, uh, but uh, I like blue and orange, so I'd pick them over yellow. Yellow's really probably not in my top top five colors. So blue. <laughs> <laughs> definitely blue who wears yeah. yellow i mean i have yellow on my shirt but that's because it's a michigan shirt actually jason does too because he's wearing the it, this is heaven I, I got my yellow a little yellow yeah. we got a yellow bathroom but i didn't that was my wife yeah. <laughs> our logo is yellow so here we go mike mustard. it is yeah. very mustard yellow, yellow. Yes. uh remakes or reboots uh reboots i'm, I'm not into remakes much yeah i agree i think so i'm a reboot um, guy <laughs> uh also what's the best sports radio show you ever heard that sports radio show i ever heard well i i grew up listening to wfan on 660 on my static radio. so I, I i guess that that would probably you know go to i could only get the shows at night like joe beningo and steve summers and sort of nostalgic so those shows would be my favorite just because how I fell asleep at night when I was a kid. And how long did you do sports radio for? Uh, I had a sports radio I helped with for about a year when I was 17, 18 years old. And I had my own show uh, locally that I did for about a year and a half uh, on WAUB 1590 uh, here in Upstork. And it, it uh, was a lot of fun. I, it was an hour, two or three days. And uh, I brought my dad down. I had another guy that came in via prizes. I went out and got my own ads uh, in national sports. I didn't talk about, other than Syracuse basketball, I didn't talk about it was local and had callers. And we had a lot of fun with it. Cool. Man, that is awesome, man. And then you just said, you know what? I'm going to be a teacher. That's what I'm going to do. It's funny. And when I... When I applied, uh, the job that I have, that I've had for 20 years, interview the uh, assistant superintendent, the woman I, that interviewed me, looked at my name and then she said, wait a second, cups on sports? Is that you? <laughs> no and I'm in an interview for a history position and I said, yeah. And she's like, I love that show. I listen every time. And I said, wow, wow. I'm going to get a history job because of my silly sports radio show. So everything, Woo-hoo. when you connect the dots, it's funny how life works, but that my sports radio show helped me get my uh, career. Awesome. That's a Which great cool. story, dude. That is fun. Life can be cool sometimes like that. And yeah. finally, for love or money? Oh, man. That's a cool question. It's for love. I'm going to practice what I preach. It's definitely for love. I mean, as much as m- money doesn't buy happiness, I tell my students that all the time. I mean, you know, you've got to love what you do. You've got to, when you get up in the morning, be excited about whatever the day is if you're not excited then you need to make some changes and and money you know uh, 
Harvard did a survey over 50 years with people uh, where they had tracked people. And by the time they were in their 70s, they asked them if they were satisfied and happy with their lives. And what they found was that it wasn't socioeconomic. It was the relationships that they had with other people. It was basically love is what made people happier. Uh, and money had nothing to do with happiness, according to the survey results. So I think the correct answer is for love, as much as some people might say for money. And I'm chasing these fantasy pots of gold. I think love is the answer. Well done. Jason Cuff, you have survived Enrico's Inquisition. Congratulations. Some quality answers there. Some interesting stuff. And I hope you guys got to know Jason a little bit better through that segment. Don't forget, we're part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. You can listen to Turn 2, which is Matt Williams. His show is working on some preseason breakdowns. He's doing a series right now on analytics from many different websites. It's really cool. Check it out. Now, let's get into our fantasy focus, boys. It's time for us to break down some fantasy baseball a little bit deeper, a little more explicitly and clearly. Um, this one's called, well, I don't know what we call it. It's called Three's Company, I guess. That's what I called it when I first did it. It's an ADP segment, but we're looking at multiple players at once. So I'm going to give you guys a triumvirate all at once, and you're going to tell us which one you like of the three. But I got to play the song first, so let's uh, you know get things going. Remember Three's Company? That's an old ass show. This is certainly the most dated reference ever. I remember. <laughs> Come and knock on our door. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how it starts. You got it. Staring Maddles and down. Staring Maddles and down. I can't decide between Olsen, Goldie, or Bob. Three's Company too. Drafting <laughs> in the 12th round. Drafting in the 12th round. Another top closer down. Another top closer down. I can't decide between Anderson, Yates, or Kenley. Three's company too. That's it. Very simple. That's such good stuff. I want to go to the Regal Beagle now. This is great. <laughs> Mike, I, th- I think that one's top three, only for my affinity for Three's Company, which I watched so much as reruns as a child. Me too. Mr. Furley. So yeah, Furley, <laughs> <Furley>, Larry. <laughs> uh, who are the, yeah, the other guys? The, uh, I'm spacing out. Who were the other Ralph, landlords? The first the Ralph first Furley ones. and all uh, oh, the Roper. What was that guy? Roper. Ropers, Roper. yes. Thank you. The Ropers. Yes. And then they did the show, The Ropers, which failed. Yeah. So. Yeah. Kind of got screwed on that one. But, hey, that's how it goes. All right, so I'm going to give you guys a triumvirate, a threesome of players to choose from, and you can determine which of the bunch you like. So let's say we are, you know, it's 12-team. We'll go 12-team here. So it's the, you know, the ninth round, 10th round, and you are looking for a player of one of these three being the focus. So tell me, which one would you rather have between the three this is the best I can give you. It's in a vacuum, I understand, but we're trying to see which you guys prefer between these three to give the audience a sense of, hey, you know, if I'm stuck in these draft situations, which of these will be the best choice? Because you're going to run into these. I feel pretty confident in that. So let's start with this one. Byron Buxton is the first choice, or you could have Dylan Moore, or you could have... Eddie Rosario. Which of these three would you like? Buxton, Moore, or Rosario? Jason, you go first. God, I hate myself. I hate myself. I hate myself. Buxton. Because it just, I can't, yeah, I can't quit. I wish I could quit him. 
I'm one of those guys. I'm going to have Buxton shares. It's just terrible. It's like the forbidden fruit. So Buxton, and I'm cringing because Moore's going to steal 30 bases. But Buxton, upside. Sorry. <laughs> We've all been there. Who the hell cannot empathize with what you're saying right now, Jason? Dear, what about you between Moore, Buxton, and Eddie Rosario? Oh, man. Well, Dylan Moore is out because I'm not in on Dylan Moore quite yet because he just does not have the track record yet. I'm really interested to see what Eddie Rosario does over in Cleveland. I still think he probably puts up similar numbers. Oh, man, you know what? I'm, I've ragged on this guy since the beginning of our show last year. Byron Buxton, but I'm going to go with Byron Buxton. I mean, he finally started putting it together in 2019 and he had a great stretch right at the end of the season. And I think he's going to possibly be able to do it again this year. I think it's going to be Buxton. He's going to be able to steal some bags. He, what I really want to know is where is he going to bat in that lineup? I think if he starts off the season and does really, really well. I think they maybe they move him up in the lineup. The guy's still super young. I think he's only 27 years old now. The guy was a super prospect back in the day. And people are getting shares of him. Uh, what I don't like about Eddie Rosario, I mean, exit velocity has been garbage for the last few years. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Rosario. Uh, you know, he's going to give you plus, you know, 20 plus home runs, steal you a couple bags. Buxton can steal you a 25 bags. So I think it's Buxton. <laughs> You poor bastards. Man, we have all been there with Buxton, but we still are. He's still kind of coming into the prime of his career right now. This could be the time, and everyone seems to think, despite all the heartache and relying on him at age 22, 24, uh, it's just, man, it just makes your head explode. I want to give you an alternate shot here. So say those were outfielders, and you were looking for an outfielder. You gave us a choice there, but let's say in the same kind of realm, you were looking at a pitcher. Who would you rather have between these three? Lazardo, Bundy, or Paddock. Lazardo, Bundy, or Paddock. Uh, Deary, let's go with you first. Oh, God, Lazardo, Bundy. I like all three guys. I just traded for Lazardo in uh, my keeper league. I traded Snell and Solaire for Lazardo and Liam Hendricks. We are so. We also are a K per nine league, so that's why I was really getting in on shares with Hendricks. The issue I have with Lazardo is I don't know how many innings he's going to pitch. He only has 71 innings pitched in the major leagues. So I, I'm not sure he gets past 145, 150 innings. Dylan Bundy was absolutely fantastic last year. Are we going to be able to see that over a full season? Who's the third guy? Remind me again. I said Bundy and I said Paddock. And I said Lazardo. Right, and Paddock. And, you know, Paddock, people were down on Paddock last year. I think it's going to be Paddock. I think Paddock, you know, comes back. He was phenomenal in his rookie year. I think he has a nice bounce back this year. It's a phenomenal team out there in San Diego. But I would want shares of all three guys this year. Jason Cuffs, which of these three would you prefer? Wow. I kind of like all three. Maybe I'm off of Paddock a little because I got burned a little bit last year, although he was a guy I liked. But uh, I like Bundy. I think he's going to have a great year. But man, does Lazardo have the ton of upside there? I mean, he really could be something special. You know what? I take Lazardo there, I think. Lazardo's my answer. Love I take it. Lazardo. Wow. Upside. Upside. I love Lazardo. Although I think upside. Bundy's going to Bundy's going to have a good year. 
Lazardo's starting to creep up right now in NFC ADP. I see him going earlier and earlier each draft I'm looking at. High ceiling. There's definitely a high ceiling. The question is, you know, innings pitched, what rotations will look like? Are the A's probably will go with a six-man rotation. They're as advanced as anybody else. So it's a matter of Bundy pitching more innings than Lazardo. I might be more interested in that. Also, if Bundy, between the three of those, might outpitch the three of them but the rate stats could be better for Lazardo and Paddock. Yeah. I don't know. With, these are the if Otani's if Otani's pitching again, then things are screwed up in that rotation anyway, because they might end up with six and him pitching on Sundays. So who knows? You know, we got we, we, we gotta talk about that. When are they gonna quit with this idea of Otani being a pitcher? Like he needs to just hit the ball. He's a, a proud ego athlete. He has a lot of confidence in himself. He's not just going to abandon it. He's not going to listen to reason, and it would take a lot of convincing from his own team. So let's say it's later on in the draft, and we're looking for players with multi-positional eligibility. Always a nice little tool to have, especially if you're doing draft and holds where you want to be able to plug players into certain roles if there's injuries. The more variety you can have, the better, right, Jason? It's always good to have more guys with positional eligibility that is multiple. Absolutely, especially in the best ball cut lines and leagues like that. That's one of the secrets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad to hear you say that. So let's say it's later on the draft now. We're looking at Chris Taylor of the Dodgers, Ryan McMahon of the Rockies, or David Fletcher of the Angels. Between these three, Taylor, McMahon, and Fletcher, which do you prefer, Jason? Not McMahon, because Colorado <laughs> cannot be trusted with any young players. They're liable to bring who knows who in to steal playing time from Ryan McMahon. So he's out. <laughs> uh, the right answer, man, Fletcher was great last year, uh, but Taylor's the correct answer. Uh, I don't trust that, you know, especially with Kiki gone. And I don't, I think he gets first crack at second base. I know the, the Lux people are going to cringe at hearing me say it. And I think he also will spell in the outfield. I think he gets 400 at bats and has a very productive year, I think he, he he's the right answer there for sure. What about you, Deering? Which one of these? Chris Taylor, Ryan McMahon, or David Fletcher? Yeah, I'm on board with Jason on this one. Chris Taylor's been doing it the, for the last three years. He's He can give you some power, steal a couple bags, can bat anywhere in the lineup, and he can play anywhere in the field, give you a nice walk rate, hit for decent average. I think it's Chris Taylor right here. Can we all agree that McMahon is third of the three? Yes. Absolutely. Good. I yes, won't have I any thought, shares. I'll, I would take Fletcher out of the three, but yes, McMahon would certainly be third of these. I have no interest in McMahon this year, and he'll probably shove it in our face somehow. It would be so funny. <laughs> I hope he uh, – you know what? I really hope he does because Colorado needs something good to have because they're a bottom five team right now. I'd love to see Colorado actually play one of their one of their own homegrown prospects. But. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I still believe in Hampson, and I'm buying in. I'm a fool. Okay, let's say we're in that same spot. We were looking at positional eligibility, but let's say we needed something else. You know, in team builds here, we're trying to look at multiple different angles in case you find yourself in these situations in your drafts. Let's say you want a pitcher. Would you rather have, and this would be relief pitcher. I need, hey, I forgot to get a closer. I'm in trouble already. I better grab one. Greg Holland, Archie Bradley, or Jordan Hicks. Deary. Holland, Bradley, or Hicks? Oh, God. 
Um, I don't want any of them. (laughs) (laughs) I think if Holland... Okay, so here's the deal with Holland. I think Holland ends up having a decent year. And then if he does have a decent year, I think he gets shipped off to become kind of like a setup man or a seventh or eighth inning guy somewhere. And Stalmont takes over there in Kansas City. You know, Jordan Hicks is a guy who I have really liked for a long time. He's still only 24 years old. He's going to have the opportunity in St. Louis, maybe. I mean, the the issue I have is he walks way too many guys. So maybe I don't want any shares of him either, and it's not like his K-rate is super great. So maybe it's Archie Bradley, but, you know, Archie Bradley's getting up there in age as well. So it's like, I mean, you got to pick one of them. Um, You know, Greg, Greg Holland still throws hard he's still got good secondary stuff um i don't want any of these guys i really don't like is there a fourth option do i have to give a fourth option <laughs> no you could just go on one of the uh, multiplayer eligibility uh, players. this was the other i mean it'll be interesting Clearly, to... you're not going pitcher so yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see what happens in philadelphia i think philadelphia is going to be a really good team they brought in bradley to give them you know some it's a huge some... mess they got Alvarado. It's yeah, just a nightmare, man. They've bring yeah. It's a bunch of guys that like just can't Kinsler. get it. That just can't get it together. So you know what? I'm gonna go with Greg Holland here. Hey, woohoo! Jason, give us an answer. Well, first of all, the 17th round is too early for any of these guys. So hopefully, I'm not in this dire of a situation. But if I am, uh, the answer is not Archie Bradley because opportunity is is key i think uh if you know saves or saves there's still a viable category and uh holland's got the best opportunity in kansas city he's going to get first first crack and he's going to get a fairly long leash whereas bradley's got naris and alvarado and kinsler and 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 not going to have a long leash even if he gets a crack and i don't even think he'll get a crack i think he'll be shuffled around and uh, uh holland is holland is the correct answer I think, but he's nothing special and he could hurt your ratios. And please don't take any of these guys in the 17th round. Please of a 12 team league. Yes. That it would be borderline, but they would be hanging around. So something yeah. about maybe the 18th or 19th round, whatever it's. Yeah. Tiny. It's a spot where you you've already wrapped up a couple of really solid closes and you're hoping that one of these guys hits and maybe, you know, and you're in a league that you can make some trades and maybe you can move a guy or, or maybe you just hit on a guy to Greg Holland and get you 25 saves. Yeah, maybe Hicks, Hicks might have the highest ceiling there, but he also might have a terrible floor. So. Uh, okay, one more. It's towards the very end of the draft here, and you're looking, hey, I got to shore up a few roster spots. Uh, I'm looking at these guys here. So would you rather have Cesar Hernandez, Joey Wendell, or Scott Kingery? Hernandez, Wendell, or Kingery? Uh, Jason, let's go to you first. This is easy for me. I'd rather have Hernandez. Same thing we spoke about with Holland. Opportunity. He's going to play every day. Uh, I don't trust that Kingry's going to get the at bats. Uh, and and I I just I I think that even though Wendell has the multi position op- eligibility, I, I don't think he's anything special. I, I think that I think that I'm not a Joey Wendell guy. I like the multi positions, but I like Hernandez. If I need if I need a guy late. I, I love Cesar Hernandez. He might hit at the top of that order, and he I know exactly what I'm going to get from him. Well, Wendell plays for the Rays, which is always a mess. I don't, I don't want to play that game. 
But I do like Kingery. I think you're undervaluing him. He had a really solid 2019 he was building upon. He had that contract he was given, five years, $24 million. They had a belief in him. The 2020 has really deflated his value, which to me makes him somebody you should target because he can steal you bases, 15 bags, 15-plus home runs, and an average better than 260, 270. I really believe he can hit that well. So I think that would be the guy I would choose. If he has opportunity, I don't disagree with you. But you think it's just a matter of opportunity. Yeah, I'm just taking for opportunity at the end. Deary, what about you? Yeah, Wendell's out for me just because it's the Rays. He's not going to give you any power whatsoever. You know, I was super on to Cesar Hernandez last year. I can't stand the Indians' offense this year. I've rated them really, really low. Although I do like a guy like Fran Mel Reyes. You know, I'm still a believer in Scott Kenner. He's only 26 years old. Came up in 2018, played 147 games, stole you double-digit bags, scored a bunch of runs. He doesn't walk enough for me, but like 2019, he had a fantastic season. 126 games, 19 home runs, 64 runs, 55 RBIs. I ended up keeping him in one of my leagues because I'm like, this guy's breaking out. 2020 just ended up being an absolute disaster. 36 games, bet at 159. Like Jason said, the question is going to be playing time. He can play in the outfield. He can play anywhere in the infield. The infield is a total mess because they have Gregorius there. They have Segura there. So, like, he's going to have to find a spot in the outfield. Maybe it takes an injury for get to get him into the lineup. But it's an amazing lineup. So, if he can have a chance to possibly get 450 to 500 at-bats, this is a guy who could be a top 250 player. So I think the answer is Kingery. Kingery, there it is. That is our edition of the ADP 3's company. Had a good time doing that. We try to give you a couple different options. Three players here, three players there, but in the same area of the draft. So hopefully you can identify players that will help your team build. This is the Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Don't forget, head to rotofanatic.com and read The Week That Was by Dave Funnel. He's awesome. Dave Funnel is underrated. He finished seventh in TGFBI last year. Overall, seventh overall, okay? That ain't no joke. So I think more of you need to pay attention to Dave Funnel. Follow him at sports underscore nuts. That's N-U-T-Z-Z, I think two Zs on Twitter. And of course, the Plaza Podcast. Plaza Podcast on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. The Plaza Podcast. Give me two. At protonmail.com. All right, let's do a little bit of this. We'll keep it simple. The insane fantasy takes. Insane fantasy takes. Why you taking that player? Insane fantasy takes. Why you taking that player? Insane fantasy All right, we'll keep this one brief. Uh, Jason, why don't you go first? Give us just something that we can sink our teeth into. Something that is all your own, an original thought on a player or anything related to fantasy baseball this season that we should be aware of. I love Garrett Richards. If you think I can't quit Buxton, I can't quit Garrett Richards. (laughs) I know the AL East is a bear. I know I'm a Red Sox homer, but I promise you I loved Garrett Richards before. I know that he tired out at the end of last year and wasn't even an integral part of the Padres rotation uh, in the playoffs. I know that every factor is against us. I know that Heim Bloom has been mocked for paying Garrett Richards so much money. But yet, in spite of all of this, knowing that Garrett Richards gets hurt every single year, and I continue to stockpile Garrett Richards on my roster, he will be 
the leader of shares as he is right now in my NFBC drafts. I'm alone with this opinion, but I can't quit him. Garrett Richards is the answer. He will be definitely ADP at 400 to 450. He's he's a huge value. There I said it. All righty. That is a, that's what we want on this segment right here. I knew that's sure. what you were looking for. Giving you the content you wanted. You did. You ask and you shall receive on the Palazzo Podcast. Gary, what about you? What do you got? Give us something. So I just talked about the Phillies a little bit, and I talked about their infield. I think Gene Segura is going to be a top 10 second baseman with the Phillies. This guy's 30 years old. He's going to be able to give you 15 to 20 home runs. He's going to score 80 to 85 runs. He's going to give you a good amount of RBIs. And if he can still steal 15 to 20 bases, this guy used to steal 30, 22, 44 back in 13 with the Brewers. I don't see 44 out of him. But if he can give you some steals, he's going to bat for a good average. He's a, he's a career 285 hitter, so I think the average is going to be there. I'm really interested to see where he bats in that lineup. The Phillies are going to be a beast out there in the, the crazy NL East, which is going to be super competitive. I think Gene Segura has a real opportunity to be a top 10 second baseman. Right now in NF, NFC Draft Champions, he is going 17th in terms of second baseman. I think he has the opportunity to be a top 10 second baseman. Oh, doctor. I like that take. Looks like Deary loves him some Phillies. (laughs) I'm all in on the Phillies, even though the Braves are like my favorite team right now. (laughs) But that's a strong division. The NL East is stacked. It's going to be so much fun. The Mets are going to be good. The Nationals are going to bounce back. Marlins, I think, are going to finish last, even though they made the playoffs last year in the shortened season. <gasps> wow, okay, Deary, I cool. like your I like your Segura take. You sold me. I'm serious. You're really? right. You're right. I'm. I don't. I only have one share, and I've done about eleven drafts so far, and okay. I, I'm mad. I, you've sold me. I'm in. And look up Richard's spin rate. He's still got a high velocity fastball. I'm not as crazy as you think. There's some upside there if he can stay healthy. It's the health. It's always the health with me for Richards. I mean, I think Mike and I have been in on Richards for years, but we he just can't stay healthy. Yeah. It, at this point, I just don't know what to expect, and it's too confusing. And I'd rather look elsewhere. And when you throw in the ALEs component, it just compounds it a little bit more. But you know, I like the ballsy effort there, Jason. I respect you, admire you. Jason Cuff's calling his shot. That's my kind of guy. Uh, for my insane fantasy take, insane I am fantasy going to say... Clint Frazier is going to lead the Yankees in home runs this year. That is all. Okay. So Stanton gets hurt, Judge gets hurt, and then he takes over, right? Even if he don't, even if they have somewhat productive Boy, seasons. I think give he's me a number. Give me a number he hits. 37 home runs. Oh, wow. I like Clint Frazier. I like Clint Frazier a lot. 37 is it. That's an insane fantasy take. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. I'm sure that uh, our pal Jason here doesn't like that because he doesn't like the Yankees. My wife is upstairs dancing because she's a Yankee fan, obviously. It's crazy. I was off Frazier till I heard the other day that uh, Boone said he's going to be the regular. He gets the first crack to start. I was worried about his playing time, and 
I, I do think he could have a huge year now. I, I'm mad at myself for a month ago thinking he wouldn't. I thought Guardy would come back and be the same old bullcrap with with, with Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> looks I, I like he's going to play. It's it's time with Frazier. It's, yes, it, it's, it's time. Way overdue. It's yeah. he's been fucked with for way. He's been too long. he's been logjammed the last year and a half. Uh, he was Two able years, because yeah. yeah because of injury. You know, last year he was able to basically start from opening day and broke out, and then everybody started getting healthy, and then he went back to the bench. I you think throw it's in all the for, injury woes. Yeah, yeah, it's time for Clint Frazier. And actually, Luke Voigt is the one that he should look out for. That's a guy who could lead the team in home runs. And there you go. Will probably be. Well, he's been hurt in the past too, so you never. No. Anyways, there it is. That's some insane fantasy takes we wanted to throw them at you. That's what we do here on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. You talk. Give me two. Now it is time for the best part of the show. I love this part of the show. It's always fun to see what these guys will say. It's time for Shine or Ride the Pad. You know, we don't have a song for this, Mike. Maybe I create a song. <laughs> yeah, please do. I would love to hear that, Jerry. But usually... <laughs> We use the same rotation of the uh, NBA and NBC or the NFL primetime music. Yeah. We also use, recently, we've been using a tribute to Mike Ring. Uh, shout out. Show. We've been using the classic 2010, pre-2010, Price is Right techno mix version. Oh, man. So. You know, Mike and I couldn't find that. Ring and I could not find that for like two years. I'm glad you found it. I did, and I've been using it in Shadow Ride the Pine over the last uh, two weeks or so. So, I love it. All right. Today's show, we will use Carm Mayorano's projections. I think this will be Deary's first time with Carm's projections. Carm uh, is a Rotofanatic compadre, one of the runners and leaders of the Rotofanatic.com website. So follow Carm on Twitter at Carm's Clubhouse. It's a cool name, Carm's Clubhouse. It's fun. Who doesn't love a clubhouse? Uh, Jason Cuffs, you know how this game is played. You know, I listen a little bit, but you might want Deary to go first, or you might want to explain it to me here to make sure I don't screw it up for you. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go first, and I'll explain it as I uh, pick my answer. Very simple, Jason. You will not be confused. Trust me. All right, we're going to start off with pitchers first. Ever Carmeirano's projections are the ones that we'll be using today. First one is Michael Kopik of the Chicago White Sox. A lot of mystery, a lot of unknowns with this guy. Tony La Russa said the other day he was throwing some electric stuff to his catcher, his battery mate. And that was Jonathan LaCroix. So I don't know what that means. So he's going to be a personal catcher or not. But can we expect a 3.70 or lower ERA this season from Michael Kopik, Deary? Shine or ride the pine? He did it through pretty much all of his minor league career with the Red Sox and the White Sox. I don't know how many innings he's going to have. 3.7? Yes, right. Yeah, I think he's going to go under that. He he may only pitch like 75 to 100 innings, but I think he's going to go under that. So I will say shine. So a shine is if he is beating that number, under the number, over the number would be ride the pine. I'm going to go shine. There's no pushes, Jason. No pushes. Do I do call? Am I doing him or are you giving me somebody else? No, you're doing him. 3.70 or better. Shine? Ride the pine. I'm more worried about what's between his ears. I, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I, I just think no, the, no, kid no. Has got, the, kid, the kid has problems uh, that he needs to work out. It seems like every year there's something, either an injury or there's other issues. I, I know last year he, he had some, some issues, and I just don't trust it. I don't trust the opportunity bringing Rodon back. and 
I, 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 I don't like it. I'm off. So ride the pine. Okay. See, look, you knew what you're doing. And by the way, Michael Kopik's had some mental health issues that he's talked about. Uh, he's I feel sorry issues. for him. I yeah, think he's got to prove it. I mean, I'd love to be wrong. He seems like a good kid. He's got a great stuff. Even when he was oh, with the yeah. Sox, you know, great stuff. So he's 24 years old. He's got some great leadership around him with some young pitchers and also some of those veteran hitters. Their team is probably going to win the Central in my mind, and I think they're going to compete in the American League. And they're going to need him. So uh, I really hope he gets the support he deserves and you know can show what we've seen from him in the minor leagues for the past five years. Next up on China, Ride of the Pine, Tristan McKenzie of Cleveland. Jason Cuffs, can we expect 20 or more starts from Tristan McKenzie this season? China, Ride the Pine. Man, it's hard to bet against Cleveland pitchers. Something's in the water there. So I'm not on Tristan McKenzie. Um, this is a really tough one. Good for you for pulling this out. I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say ride the pine. I don't, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I used that phrase before, but they got too many guys there. He's a fifth starter there. I don't ride the pine. He might end up doing long relief. I'm not, I think he's good. I'm ride the pine. Deary. You know, we had the triple play guys on last week, which those guys are Ohio guys. And they talked about McKenzie having a dip in velocity last year. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. You spoke, you said wrong. We had the triple play guys on, but they're Maryland guys. We had the Rotosaurus. Oh, the Rotosaurus guys. guys. I'm sorry. It it all, it all bleeds, it all bleeds together. I think those guys were the same. I think those guys were the same night. Um, (laughs) And they talked about the dip in velocity with McKenzie. You say 23 starts. That's a lot. 20, 20, 20, 20 starts, 20 starts. I mean, Jason just talked about it. I mean, there's something in the water down there in Cleveland that they somehow get the best out of all of these pitchers. I think there's going to be some bumps in the road this year. I think Cleveland is going to have a rough season. I think they finished third in that division. But I'm going to say that he gets to 20 starts. I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to try to stretch him out and, and see what happens. And I say I say he gets to 20 starts. I'm going to say shine. I'm going to ride the pine on that one. I'm also riding the pine on that topic ERA, if I did not say that prior. Next up is our old pal. Well, maybe he's not your old pal, but he's someone you should be aware of. His name's Steven Matz. He's in Toronto now, no longer with the Mets. Deary, we expect 10 quality starts or more from Steven Matz. I hate quality starts. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm not a big fan of Steven Matz. I he hasn't been able to prove anything over his career. I hate the division he plays in. I think plenty of those teams are just going to eat up on him. I, I'm gonna, it's, it's a ride the pine for me. It's just like he just hasn't been able to do it over over the last few years. Throw out last year and his you know ridiculous almost ten ERA. <laughs> he he'll probably eat up some innings for them. Like if he ends up being their fifth starter, but like. Oh, God, like quality starts is ridiculous, especially in a division like that. There's going to be a lot of runs. He's probably going to have close to a five ERA. They're going to be in a lot of games. They're going to want to get to that bullpen that's improved. So I'm going to say ride the fight on this. What about you, Jason? Ten quality starts or more? Well, he needs to pitch six innings for quality start. So the answer is ride the pine. I, I don't think that I that this isn't an easy one. There's no way that he's going to have ten quality starts. So we can roll back this tape in September. The answer is ride the pine. Absolutely. 
That's easy. Uh, sometimes it's just that easy. You're right. Next up is Chris Archer. He signed a one-year, $6.5 million deal with the Tampa Rays. A big number. I was surprised by it. Deary, can we expect a 4.23 ERA or better this year from Chris Archer? Man, Chris Archer got to 32-year-old, 32 years old really, really quick. He's back with Tampa where he excelled for years. You're saying 4.2? 3. 4.3. Yeah. 4.23. I'm going to ride the pine on this. I like Chris Archer as a person. I don't like him as a pitcher anymore. I haven't liked him for a few years. That was one of the worst trades in Major League history. The last, like, you know, maybe not Major League history, but like the last 10, 15 years. They completely got ripped off in that Pirates deal, and he was a disaster with the Pirates for the year and a half he was there. I think Chris Archer, his pitching career may be over the next few years, and you're going to see him on television because he's fantastic on television. So I'm going to say ride the pine. Ride the pine. Jason Cuffs, 4.23 ERA or better? Well, first of all, I I agree. That's the worst trade since the Red Sox fleeced Seattle for Derek Lowe and Jason Veritek (laughs) for Cliff Slocum in 1997. That was a terrible, terrible trade. Uh, This is tough. 4.23 is right where he's going to be a 4.2 ERA guy this year if he's healthy, even if he's not. I'm going to say shine and say I'm going to say he falls under it, but it's close because he's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder. Tough division, but huge chip on his shoulder. He's really got something to prove. I think you're going to see him really give it a shot. To, he wants to be the ace of that staff again. Maybe that familiarity will help him. So I'll take the under on the ERA and shine. Hey, I'm going to join you. I'm going to shine that as well. I don't think he'll be much of a starter. I think he'll be kind of an in-between guy. Could be a relief guy, too. So who's to say? The Rays will do anything, anytime. Dane Dunning, next of the Texas Rangers, formerly of the White Sox, now down in Arlington. 1.31 whip or better. Shine or ride the pine, Jason. Well, Dave Dunning, the Rangers intrigued me this year. And not necessarily in a good or bad way, just very fascinating team that I can't get a good handle on. Uh, I am going to say ride the pine only because, not because I'm off Dave Dunning. I actually have a couple shares, but I think that uh, I think that whole division, those four opponents, including Seattle, Seattle's sort of a little bit of a sleeper. If you want to bet a win total, bet Seattle over. They're very quietly and, and secretly maybe going to put together a decent season. He's got tough opponents in the AL, AL West this year. I, I'm going to, even with the dead ball, I guess that's a factor, but I'll say ride the pine. Deary, what say you? 1.31 or better? 1.31. God, that's like right on the number. Great job by Carm putting these projections out. I'm really interested to see how many innings he pitch pitches. Uh, obviously, like he just came up with the White Sox last year. I remember, if you remember, Mike, he, I think it was his first start was against the Tigers last year, and he absolutely dominated them. He struck out like maybe double digits. It'll be interesting to see how Texas works with him. Uh, he did really well, you know, in the Myers in terms of average against. And, you know, he was a stud in the minors. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say shine on this. I I, I think they kind of control him and, and pull him back a little bit. And maybe, you know, he only goes four or five innings and in most of his starts to try to stretch him out, you know, further or later in the season. And if he can control that walk rate, which was kind of a problem in the last couple of years with double A and then last year with the White Sox up with the big club if he can get that closer to a three or below three i think 
1.31 is, is a whip that he can get underneath. So I'm going to go shine. I'm going to let it shine. I got to tell you, I'm going to let it shine too. I'm going to take, I'm going to join you. I'm going to shine it. I say, why not? Let's live on the edge. Uh, one more, and then we'll get over to hitters. How about this guy? You may know him from classics such as, ow, my arm hurts and it won't stop. Or other <laughs> classics such as, hey, I blew the game and I lost it for our team today. I hope to do better next time. Yes, it's your old pal, Joe Musgrove. Sometimes he's healthy, sometimes he's not. How about this season? 3.66 ERA or lower. Deary. You know, I like Musgrove. I liked Musgrove last year. If it wasn't for like a couple bad starts, like that ERA would have been below what it was last year. I love the trade. I love that the Padres were able to pick him up. But very few guys are going to get underneath that for an ERA. I think he hovers closer to four. I think he has a good season. I think his his K rate probably sticks closer to what it was last year. The guy doesn't walk a ton of guys. I, I'm i going to say ride the pine, but just barely. And I still think he has a good season. I think in a five-by-five, five, I think he wins double-digit games for you. I like Musgrove, but with Carm's projection there, I'm going to go with Ride the Pine. Jason Cuffs, 3.66. He's a big shine for me. I think he was around 3.8 last year, and he's in a better ballpark. I really love Musgrove. I, I got to tell you, he's a huge target. I'm driving his ADP up single-handedly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I'm driving him up to close to 100 because I'm picking him around 110. So yep. I, I love him. Yeah, I'm shine. I'll shine it too. Why not? I like me some Musgrove this year. All right, let's talk to a couple hitters here. Marcel Ozuna. Can we expect Marcel Ozuna to hit 291 or better? Jason Cuffs. He's a monster. Yes. What a perfect situation. What I think he's even undervalued. Look at his numbers last year. I get it. It's a 60 game season. But you're talking about one of the premier hitters in baseball. I mean, there's years where a guy like that would be going second round and he's not going even late first round in the 15 team or yes, he's going to hit 300 and he's going to hit 40 homers. He's a monster. He's my guy. I'm all over him. I shine. Deary. If Ronald Acuna does not win the MVP in the national league, it may be Ronald or uh, Marcelo Suna. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike you, dra- Mike, you drafted him today, and I'm so happy that you drafted him. This guy's going to have a huge season. He's going to score almost 100 runs, probably 95 to 100 runs. He will have maybe 120 RBIs. It's a stud Atlanta team. 35 to 40 home runs is absolutely on the board, and he's going to bat for average. So it's amazing to me that like he's going in like fourth, fifth rounds of leagues. This guy's a second-round talent. I think he bats 300 this year as well, and he's an absolute stud, and he's top five in that MVP talk. First time I drafted Marcel Zuna this draft season in the, hey, it's Rico Palazzo Invitational, the first inaugural one on NFBC, which you can sign up for right now by going to our Twitter bio, click on the link, sign up for league number two. We're going to go to three, four leagues. As many people that want to play can be a part of the Palazzo experience. Next up. This is a guy I'm a little concerned about now, but his name's Max Muncy. Plays for the Dodgers. It's a crowded situation over there. We expect Max Muncy to have 600 or more plate appearances. Not at bats, plate appearances. Let's go with you, Deary. 
Oh man, that's again right on the number. I mean, just you know, I I got Fangraphs up right now, and I'm just kind of looking at the projections that they have, and it's calling kind of all over the place. It's anywhere from five thirty-five to six twenty. I mean, it's kind of a crowded place at second base. I mean, it, it, he should be able to play some first base. We'll see what happens with Bellinger. There's always injuries in major leagues. I throw out last year's sub 200 average. The guy's got power. It's a really, really good team. I hate projecting on something like plate appearances or games. I'd, I'd rather deal with like an average or home runs or something like that. The guy walks a ton, which is going to help out if he's healthy. I, I think he hits those plate appearances. So I'll say shine. What about you, Jason Cuffs? Oh, I'm going to say ride the pine. Last year was so abysmal that I think the Dodgers got so many guys, especially if there's no DH. They're, they're, they gave him such a long leash last year. But I don't know. There was a time where Max Muncy wasn't a huge prospect. Now, I know in 2019 – he was a monster, and I had a ton of shares of him last year. And I think he hit like 190. I can't. I I, I don't think he gets there. That's a lot of plate appearances. I don't think he gets to 600. I, I say ride the pine. Yeah, I'm going to ride the pine on that too. I just have concerns. This basically is a bet on whether you think the DH will suddenly show up before the season starts or not. It really is. It comes down to that. If it is, he'll hit it. If not, he will not. Next up, DJ Stewart of the Baltimore Orioles. He had a lovely September crushing the ball. He had like seven home runs in the span of 10 days. It was a lot of fun. I like DJ Stewart as a player. Can we expect DJ Stewart to give us 26 or more home runs this year? Jason Cuffs. I'm ride the pine there. I, I don't. That's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. They're going to be rotating a lot of guys and giving guys opportunities too. I don't. You know, it's like Bobby Dahlbeck and his home runs. I, some of that stuff that went on in September was weird. I'm, 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 I'm on the under. I'm ride the pine with DJ Stewart. I'm sorry. To say. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dear, what about you? Yeah, I just don't think he's going to be able to get enough plate appearances. I think he's 15 to 20, but that's a lot of home runs. I like DJ Stewart. I hope he gets an opportunity, but like. If that average is not there, which it hasn't been there the last two years, I just don't think he's going to be able to crack the lineup enough. He's going to strike out a ton, so I'm going to say ride the pine. I'm going to shine it. I love DJ Stewart. I'm always going to believe. Give it to me. Give it to me. Christian Pash of the Atlanta Braves. Christian Pash, he's a highly touted prospect. He's got a lot of speed. Can we expect 18 or more steals this year, Deary, from Christian Pash? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> There you go. No, you know, you know, I, I, I like him. I don't think he becomes the next Ronald Acuna, which some people like hope he will become. Turn into guy. Yeah, yeah, turn into guy. Yeah, 2017, he stole 32 bases in the minors. He hasn't cracked double digits since then. 2019, double A with the Braves, which is where you're going to see the best talent in minor league systems. He stole eight bags in 433 plate appearances. I think it was Janice Scurrio that we had on, and she was talking about him. No, no, it was Shelly. Shelly was talking about him and how he's an amazing defender and how he's going to be one of the best center fielders in the game, one of the best since Andrew Jones in Atlanta. But he hasn't been able to figure out how to steal bags at a higher level. And I think he's going to have a difficult time when you have catchers that have some of the best arms in the game, have some of the best reaction times in the game, pop, pop time 
I just don't think that like that's a lot of bags. I think he's more of like a five to ten guy. He's going to be a great outfielder, you know, really gets a good beat on the ball. But I don't think he's going to steal bags in the majors. So I'm going to say ride the pine. Jason Cuss, what about you? 18 or more steals? Well, I'm going to say I, I I love that assessment, and I agree, and I'll add something to it. I don't think that uh, if there is a DH, he's going to hit at the bottom of that lineup. They're not going to want him to run into outs. they got the best top four in, in, in the National League. He's not even getting an opportunity to run that much, in my opinion. So I'm not expecting huge steals. I know the kid's got wheels, but I think Tim LaCastro in Arizona playing – Maybe only part-time, although he should play more or have more steals. And if you're looking for steals late in the draft, there's other places to pluck steals. And, and, Ooh. And so I'm going to say, that's my guy there. He's from my hometown, so I'm a homer. Ah. He, look up his numbers. You want a guy that should the fastest guy in baseball, but there we could talk for, for a while about Tim LeCastro and why he should play every day. But uh, uh, Pash, no, under. He'll still 10. Yeah, I'm going to ride, ride the, pine. the pine on it. Ride the pine with you, Jason, all day. Lastly, Lorenzo Cain sat out last year. He's back with the Brewers for another go at it. 11 or more home runs this year. Jason Cuff, shine or ride the pine? Ride the pine for sure. I don't, I'm off. The things were falling apart last year. I like him. He's had a wonderful career, a wonderful contributor to the World Series, good leader, clubhouse guy, but it's it's done. I'm not. It's ride the pine. I'm, I'm not. I think that the glory days are behind and he's on the wrong end of the mound. Definitely ride the pine there. Painful. Deary, what say you? Yeah, I agree with Jason on this one. He's going to be 35 in a couple months. He's had a really nice career. Got himself a World Series championship. But he's not. A, he's never been a home run guy. He's, a, he's an average guy that can score some runs and steal some bases. So if you're thinking super, super late and you want to get some shares on double-digit stolen bases, you're going to get it from Lorenzo Cain. He might give you some some runs set out last year, but you know he's going to sit probably to 8 to 10 home runs. Too much of a line drive hitter. Cain, I am going to shine it. I think he can hit 13 home runs this year. Go get him, Lorenzo. Show him who's boss. There it is. Shine to ride the pine is in the books. Jason Cuffs, you have successfully completed one of the best segments on the show. Shine or ride the pine. We love doing predictions. Who doesn't love it? Thanks, Carm Mayorano. Shout out at Carm's Clubhouse. Follow him. He's a smart guy. He's very, very intelligent when it comes to baseball. Underrated. And I'm not just saying that. Love you, Carm. All right, let's do some quick community chatter here. Here's the first one. Right off the bat, Jason Cuffs going to you. Which side do you take? AJ Puck or Logan Gilbert? Who would you rather have? This is for Logan? a dynasty. Logan Gilbert, huge sleeper. I don't know. Puck's had too many injuries. I really like Logan Gilbert. I've been taking him in draft champions around the 40th round, so 35th round. Logan Gilbert, I, I like him this year in, in a redraft, and I, I guess Dynasty even might be good two-starter in the future. Oh, interesting. Dear, you want to th- jump in on that? or? Yeah, it's just injury concerns with Puck. I mean, Logan Gilbert was a stud in the stud. amateur ranks. Stud in the amateur ranks. I mean, I was watching last week, you know, the top 100 prospects on MLB Network, and they talked up Gilbert big time, you know, high strikeout guy. I think it's Gilbert. Gilbert. Next one. This one's from Gene Zaborowski. Who's a better keeper? Muncie, Abreu, or DJ LeMayhew? 12-team, four-keeper league. I'm thinking Muncie. Jason Cuffs. Keeper league, Muncie's... Younger, but I I still keep Lemayu. That they're they're you're winning 
you're playing for this year. LeMayu's going five rounds earlier, and they just gave him a good count. You're going to get three or four good years out of LeMayu. I don't know what. Muncie, too much risk. Uh, I, I'm going LeMayu. Deary, uh, Muncie, Abreu, or DJ LeMayu, 12-team, four-keeper league? Muncie's out of the question here. We're talking Jose Abreu? I believe so, yes. Yeah, short-term, Jose Abreu is going to still be pretty solid over the next two years with that lineup. But D- DJ LeMayu is going to be a guy who plays till probably 37, 38 years old, doesn't hit the ball hard, exit velocity is super low, but he finds a way to hit for average. And he's the Yankees are always going to compete. They have him there long-term now. I think it's DJ LeMayu. Booyah! Next one, this is from Dylan Betts. Just got offered... Christian Yelich for Vidal Brujan of the Rays and Sixto Santos in a Sixto Santos? Sixto Santos Sanchez. someone else. Sergio Santos? Sixto Sanchez! Good Lord, I've been talking too much. So would you rather have Yelich for Vidal Brujan and Sixto Sanchez in a 20-team dynasty? Which side would you rather have? He also says his best outfielder is Byron Buxton. Your old pal, Jason. Am I up? Yeah. I take I, I take Yelich. I love Sixo Sanchez. I think he's a stud, and I think he's going to get better and better and better. But Yelich is still. I know last year was a blip, but you're still the next five years of Yelich alone. I mean, he's he's a top fifteen draft pick. I don't. Yelich is the clear answer here. You're keeping Buxton. I love Buxton, but you're keeping Yelich for sure. I mean, you're looking to win your league. Yes, that is correct. I have no beef with you whatsoever, dear. You want to chime in on that? What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, I, I like Sanchez. I mean, if he becomes the next Pedro Martinez, it's going to take four or five years. Christian Yelich is still only 29 years old. He's going to have a huge bounce back this year. It's Yelich all day here. It's 35 home runs, 100 runs, 100 RBIs, double-digit steals for the next three, four years. So it's Yelich all day. Uh, here's one from Tim Thompson. Jason, Derek Dietrich outlook if he banks the Yankees roster. I feel it could carve out a really nice role if given the opportunity. What do you think? Late I don't flyer? think th- th- they got too many guys. I don't think he'll – he's the perfect Brian Cashman signing. Don't get me wrong. And there'll be a June day where he wins a game for it, for the Yanks. <laughs> I, know how, I, I promise you that that's how that script goes. I mean, you know, that it wasn't too long ago that that was Gio Urshela, and look what he turned into. No, I don't think – even though they got a lot of injury-prone guys, I don't think Dietrich's ever going to get that much of an opportunity. They've got way too many guys – they're going to get cracks over over him. So, no, no, I'm not. That That's a wasted pick. You're really asking me about Derek Dietrich? <laughs> this is what he says, man. The guy wants to know. It's a late-round flyer. Yeah, 40, 48th, 49th round? No, I'm out. I'm out. Okay. Uh, and finally, from Lane Kessler, who wins this trade? It's a head-to-head points, just so we're clear. So get that in your mindset. Head-to-head points. Swanson, Cattell Marte, Kershaw, or Cole, Seager, Corey, Biggio. B. Cole. See, it's not even close. The Cole, Seager, I I don't even think that that trade could be allowed. No offense. (laughs) I like Cattell Marte, too, but that's a very lopsided trade. I'd wonder if somebody was in cahoots. I mean, that, that's not even <laughs> close. B is way ahead of, of A. Cole, Corey Seager, and, and, and Craig Biggio are, are each individually better than all of them, stacking them up one by one. Theory? In my opinion. Oh, you know, 
Yeah, it's got to be B, and it's it's the Cole, Cole and Seager factor. I'm not huge on Biggio this year. I think he has the opportunity to become a better player in the next few years. I really, really like Dansby Swanson. And I still think Kershaw is serviceable, but Garrett Cole is, if not the best pitcher in the league, he's the second or third best pitcher with DeGrom and Bieber. And Seager's fully healthy. We saw it last year in the playoffs. We saw it all the way through the season. So he's still going to be several notches above Swanson. Yeah, it's it's B all day because because of Garrett Cole. Like you you can't take Garrett Cole is too damn good. Let's put it that way. So it's B all day. I agree with Jason. There it is. That's our community chatter for the day, and that's basically the show. Uh, it's been a great experience getting to know Jason Cuffs. Jason, I mean, how cool was it, man? Did you enjoy yourself? Listen, or? I got to tell you, this has been one of the best things I've ever done. Okay. I haven't done my wow. sports talk show in 20 years. I haven't done any podcasts. I listen to podcasts every night. Mike, you're fantastic. You got a great voice for this. Deary, honestly, we're locked in. I don't want to be in a draft with you. I feel like <laughs> everything you say, I agree with. So We had a lot of disagreements today, but I love when no, we disagree on this show, which is, which is, hey, this is this is what it's all about, is arguing about who's fantastic. good, who's not. <laughs> Listen, I've enjoyed it. This has been really, really great. Uh, I can't wait. I'm going to share this with, I've got a large uh, social media on that crappy Facebook just through the years. So if you don't mind, I'm going to share Share the podcast, see if anybody wants to hear me ramble. Maybe it'll be nostalgic to some ex-students or something. But uh, I you really never love mind. <laughs> yeah, how dare you share the podcast? How Don't dare you that. try to get me views? Uh, no, Mike, I really appreciate it. You're doing a great thing here. This is really entertaining, and I, I hope this really takes off for you. you. You've got a great setup. I was thinking, you know, for the shine or ride the pine, you maybe play uh, – you could redo that horrible – this little heart of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to ride the pine. Maybe you could That's do it because right. you may have a song for that there one. There it is. So. We'll use yeah, your voice, one. Jason. No, no, no. I'm terrible. My wife is a music music person. She's a singer. My son is too, but oh. not me. I'm terrible. Um, but this has been wonderful. Uh, you guys are fantastic. Uh, and this is. I'm so happy to be a part of this. Anytime ever in the future years or whatever, don't forget about me. I'll, I'll come on and do anything at any time. I really appreciate it. Oh, we're definitely going to have you back on. You're really above board. You know your stuff, and you're entertaining. And what else could a guy ask for from a guest? Why don't you tell people where they can find you on Twitter and stuff? Uh, my Twitter name is at K-U-F-S-S. Uh, my dad's was that I ran for him before he passed away was K-U-F-S, my last name. So it's at K-U-F-S-S. And uh, you can find me. I'm I'm usually mixing it up, arguing with Ray Flowers or trying to chime in and happy to get uh, responses from, you know, you guys. I love being in the fantasy baseball community. That's my main purpose on there. So you can find me on there spouting off my opinions. K-U-F-S-S. Well, I promise you, you're part of our community now for sure. You're definitely part of the Palazzo community. You've earned a place and this is how it's done. You come on, you get a chance and we get to know each other and that's why we do the show, man. I mean, we never knew you. We don't know you from anybody in the world. No, we just, know who you are. And just an ordinary really guy. Cool. We didn't even it. talk about Edwin uh, Encarnacion. I know. I know. And Mitch Moreland signed with Oakland. So I don't think that he, huh? I don't think uh, he goes there Mitch. now. So yeah. I think Mitch Moreland stole that opportunity. Maybe if the DH actually happens, he ends up being a pirate DH or something and signs a minor league contract <laughs> and hits 30 home runs. 
something random like that. I still think he can oh, hit. That, I still yeah. think he can hit thirty home runs. You know, you bat one ninety. Yeah. Oh, bat one ninety. Yes. Yeah, so. Bat one ninety, uh, but yeah. he'll hit thirty. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, I'll. You know. You can't be right about everything, Jason. It's okay. <laughs> I know. I am wrong a lot. Me too. Me too. Of course I am. Uh, Deary, tell people what you got going on. Uh, what's going on with this algorithm? So we're 225 players deep. Uh, next show, let me share some of the findings that I have because they're really, really interesting. And I can explain it more in depth. And I'm going to share a little article out on Twitter over this weekend about it. Uh, some really interesting findings. We'll see if it continues after the season because if it turns into absolute trash and all my projections are garbage, then I might just quit the whole fantasy baseball world. But I've had a lot of fun doing it. So you can check me out, C Deary 1999. Well, we can't have that. Let's not have that. Don't forget, this is the Hans Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Palazzo Podcast on Twitter, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Send us an email. Send us your fantasy questions. Please send us your fantasy questions. I want to give a shout out to Danielle Salinger and Justin Mason who had me on their. TGFBI podcast talking about Danielle's new experience, her first time ever playing fantasy baseball is in the TGFBI this year. So we had a nice chat about getting back to basics the first time we ever played fantasy baseball, where it all started. It was really, really cool. And I did their theme song. That's another one you missed, dear. You got to check out. I did. They asked me to write their their uh, intro song. So it's a remake of Joe Bean Esposito's You're the Best Around. Don't want to miss that. Oh, so. no. I'm, oh, yeah. uh, oh, I'm so excited. It's a good one. I'm All very right, proud I'll check of it that out. one. So. I'll check it out. So there it is. That's it. And I'm so glad we got to know Jason Cuffs. Please follow him on Twitter, K-U-F-S-S. This guy knows the game. He finished in tops near the very, very top in draft champions. This guy knows the game. He makes money. He makes his bankroll for every new year. So thank you, Jason. Thank you, Deary. It's been a great show. And... That's it for tonight. Godspeed, everyone. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.